Okay, welcome to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. This is our Healing Hidden Wounds podcast. Today we're following up on a podcast that Corey and Shay did before about parents finding out when your son or your daughter has claimed the gay lifestyle, right? That's correct. And so we are doing today a follow-up on how do I grieve this process. As a parent, how do we grieve? Parents are kind of put in a tough situation. I get it that their kids are put in a tough situation as well, even having to deal with this struggle in the first place. But parents hit up against a fairly difficult place of what do I do now that my kid has said this? What do I do now with their feelings? Because they certainly come with a lot of feelings, and now parents are having their own feelings. And what do we do? Because this, we've had many parents say, this has almost made me just want to take my own life or to die. I just, I feel like this is a death. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I do want to direct you to our Healing Hidden Wounds website. It's healinghiddenwounds.com. Corey does a great job, and Shay, they both work together to get things put up on that website. I know nothing about it, so don't even ask me. Well, I don't know all, where it goes. It's all Corey. Good. Oh, it's all Corey. That's all not right. true. <laughs> so <laughs> so try, check out our Healing Hidden Wounds website. That's where all of our podcasts are, and you we have lots of different topics on there. You can also go to our website and check out the events we may be having at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We also are a donor and listener-supported ministry, so if you have benefited from something you've heard here or you've been to counseling or healing with us or some one of our retreats, just remember, we try to do everything through donation base so that we can continue to do the work we do and no one gets turned away. So if you feel led to donate, please go to our Donate tab on our website. There's a place you can donate to the ministry. So let's jump in and let's talk about grieving and how does a parent grieve the loss of what they thought their child was going to be like when a son or a daughter first comes to their parent and says, I am not sure, but I think I'm gay or I'm definitely gay. There's a very, very different ways that, that kids can bring this subject up. But most of the time, regardless of the way it's brought up, parents are pretty devastated, Right. Yes. So it's trying to work through that devastation and that I'm unsure. We've had many parents come to us and say, it feels like my child is kind of dead, like they're not the same, like I've lost my child. And I know in my own story, my parents even said they felt like dying, that there was a place in their life in that moment that all hope was gone. It's like, I don't even know what to do with this kid. So we really have a heart certainly for the struggler, certainly for the person who thinks they're gay, but many times they're coming to parents saying, this is who I am, I'm good, you got to accept me. So there's not as much place there to feel for them as much as they just want you, the parent to know who they are. So this podcast is really to help parents understand that we feel for them as well, because Shay and I, and well, actually all of us have walked out of homosexuality, and so it's kind of that place of realizing we were there, and we went through it, and our parents all had differing reactions. You got to hear a bit of, of Corey and, and Shay's parents last time. You just heard mine today. Parents don't know what to do, and they're left kind of just standing there going, okay, kid, what do you want from me? What am I supposed to do? If I don't fully agree with you, 
then I'm a bad parent. If I fully agree with you, I'm going against God's word. What do I do here? Well, and Corey and I, we in the podcast we did, we went in a little more into detail about grieving the dream. It's you, you know, parents they parent their children, they spend years training up their child. And along with that, you know, they have dreams, they have hopes. You know, it's and it's it's not really that the parent wants to control the child. It's just that they do have the dreams as far as the dad walking the daughter down the aisle, <clears throat> having grandchildren. And I know that those in the in the lifestyle would say, well, we can still have those things through adoption or or other means. Yeah, or two two females or two males getting married now that it's legalized. You're you're still gonna walk me down the aisle, Dad. Sure, but it's, but it's not, still different it for really the dad. does not fit in with the dream that the parent has has grown up. I Absolutely. mean you know, from the from the minute, you know, they go, a parent goes and oh, we're gonna have a child and you know you have all these um you have these reveal videos that come up where it's a boy or it's a girl or it's this or it's that. And then now, you know, with the world the way it is, you know, we there's just so much confusion. It's like, yes. you know, are they going to be transgendered? Are they going to claim that they're homosexual? Absolutely. So those dreams start you know, with the the first pregnancy test and, Amen. oh, I'm pregnant, yeah, you know, and you start having dreams. So it's the grieving that dream. Absolutely. And that's actually a great thing to offer right now is that this is really just talking about kids coming out of the gay and saying they're gay. We sure. probably should have a whole other podcast on kids who come out and tell their parents that they're not born as the correct gender. Right, they're transgender. Because they're wanting to change their gender, because that's a whole other place of grieving for a parent. Exactly. I've always known you as a girl, and now you want to be a boy, or I've always known you as a boy, and now you you want to be a girl. So... We'll probably save that for another podcast. Sure. But I just great... wanted to kind of touch oh, yeah. on the, I'm glad you know, you on the grieving the dream, and and even even with with same sex, you know, you have dreams from the minute, you know, you conceive and you you know you know you're going to have a child. You start dreaming. Sure. You know, you start sticking back baby clothes, you know, or or these kind of blankets, right. you know, for your grandchildren, or Absolutely. you know, something things borrowed, that, something blue. Yes, is my those daughter going to wear my wedding dress, or is my son going to, you know, carry my watch or something? You know, whatever those mementos or or, or memories of their mar- their wedding, they want to pass down to their children. Right. So, how does a parent grieve? What do you think? What are some things that you think parents do to grieve? Well, I see I've left you speechless, so no, I it's not that we're speechless. I know that Corey and I talked on it a little bit in our last video, and so I was really wanting to hear kind of your thoughts on what you where your take is for grieving for a parent. Well, I think parents have to be able to uh I think parents have to be able to sit down and allow themselves to feel whatever they feel. Sometimes parents say, well, I'm not, I know I shouldn't get angry, but it's okay to be angry. Or sometimes a parent will say, I just feel like I want to cry all the time. It's okay to cry all the time. 
I mean, I think it's normal, and I realize there may be some other parents out there who are fully, oh, no, I found out my child was gay, and I absolutely accepted it, and I had no problems with it. I just don't know that I buy that fully. I think it takes every parent a process of of trying to understand what they're going to do with the information they just got. And I think every parent goes through a bit of a grieving process if they truly allow themselves to do so. Sometimes there's brokenness in the way that keeps a parent from ever allowing themselves to grieve, like they're afraid. If they don't show their kid absolute joy because they just found this out, then therefore they might lose their friendship or their connection. And that's usually a a parent who sees that child as more of a friend than a, a child. You know, I w- I'll do anything to make you happy kind of an, an idea. But parents who just have a good old-fashioned, loving, close relationship with their kid, every parent in that situation most likely will grieve in some way, my opinion. They will grieve initially. They may ultimately decide they have to accept this and say it's wonderful and accept everything that their child decides to do from there out. But we're actually just talking about the process of grieving. We believe that, of course, that homosexuality is not uh of God, that it's actually a sin. And so we're kind of talking to those parents who are struggling with, we believe it's a sin, and yet our kid believes that it's not, because that's a different set of grieving circumstances. But most parents start, in my opinion, no matter what they end up with, with some sort of place where they grieve the loss of their ideal of what their their child was going to be like. Right. And I think that... Um I think that an important component, I guess, or an important step in in the grieving process, to me, grieving would look like um, feeling like your your voice is heard, being able to say, you know, this is how I feel. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm right. sad. I'm, you know, whatever those things are. Because I think what tends to happen is that that the the person that's coming out and saying you know they're homosexual they're homosexual or, or you know this is the lifestyle they're choosing it becomes about them and so i i think that the parents tend to start feeling it starts feeling that that they're trapped and they're they're kind of trapped in having to either you know, to accept this, they're being, you know, almost felt like they're being forced to, or their family is going to be torn apart. Right. It's going to be ripped at the seams. And so I think the grieving process is the stopping and the saying, you know, you don't have to be at this place where it's all about, you know, whether they're accepted or not. It's okay to go to Go to your child, your adult child, your your teenage child, whatever age they are. It's okay to go to them and to say, you know, I want, I, I need you, you know, to understand out of your love for me, I need you to understand that this is hurt. Yeah. And, and be- this makes me cry. I go to bed at, at night sometimes crying. Both my my husband and myself or my wife and myself, we cry at night. Yes. You know, because our dreams have been shattered. And this has put a wedge in our family. Absolutely. 
and to be able to voice that you've had son or daughter some time to to walk through your decision. You just now laid it at our feet, and we don't know what to do with it. So you have to at least allow us to have some time to know what we do feel. And part of that is allowing us to just grieve and know that this is a devastation. You may have come to a great place in your own heart where you've determined this is who I am and I feel freer than I've ever felt. But that doesn't change for us that we feel devastated. And you have to, I mean, if you want us to love you, that's what this family's made up of, right, is unconditional love. If you want us to love you and your process, you have to at least begin to try to understand how do you love us through our process because we're just now finding this out, and it's devastated us. We are angry. We are hurt. We may even go as a parent. We may go through a period where we say, how could you do this to us? I get it. I'm saying this to that struggler who might be listening. You didn't do it to them. It just happened. But I'm saying to a parent, it can sometimes feel if you hadn't made this choice, then we wouldn't be hurting right now. So it's trying to allow that parent to grieve through that process, even though it's not really a choice. It just, the brokenness happens, happens, and then before you know it, the person starts to feel attraction. But a parent doesn't really understand that in this process of grief. You want to throw anything in, Corey, or? Sure. I'm not a parent, but um, <clears throat> I understand that it's tough to hear that. But also, the, as parents hearing that, you don't know the end of the story yet. Amen. So, I know we're talking about grief, but also there is, I would say, like for my parents, I think there was hope still just because of faith in God knowing that I was a believer, am a believer, and that God will use whatever to to bring me through it. Amen. Amen. So. And, and that's a beautiful place if parents can get there early, that we know God is trustworthy, even though we don't know what to do here. But sometimes, unfortunately, parents have to walk through their, their hate, their anger, their rage, their brokenness, mm-hmm. their own hurts, their own disappointments before they finally get to the place where your parents were, where it's like we have hope because we know Corey knows the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful place if you can get there, but sometimes it takes a part of that kind of a process. Right. Something else I was thinking, too, I think maybe in this brokenness, if parents are expressing those things, a lot of times they um, those emotions coming from parents, the the child might see that as more than just emotions like it would be like a maybe a control thing or a you know like they mean more maybe because of past things does that make sense sure flesh it out a little bit like it's hard to accept your parents um disappointment and anger because of what you think that means because a lot of times this brokenness are kind of comes in that direction anyway, comes from those same emotions. Absolutely. And so if you're telling them that, look, this is where I, what I'm, this is who I am, and then they respond a certain way, you might 
Here, maybe like for instance, they always see, like you've always felt, not you, but the person in that position. Their brokenness may be that they never felt accepted by their parents, mm-hmm. or they always felt like they made wrong decisions. Right, exactly. And so when they bump up with that, it's bumping up against that same wound. Right. So it's hard to just hear, oh, my parents are grieving, they're going through this, because there's so much other junk behind that. Absolutely. And that is actually a beautiful picture of kind of the, I mean, just, I see this picture of just the perfect storm, because the parents' hurts that may have already wounded the child are now clashing with the child's hurts that are already now wounding, I mean, clashing with the parent. Mm -hmm. So... The child saying, I already felt a bit disconnected from you and unloved, perhaps, or I felt like, you know, we, we weren't as close, or I lived in this place where I always had to make you happy, and now I'm finally being the, the guy I'm supposed to be. I'm telling you who I am as this man that I've decided to, that I'm gay, and now you're telling me you're disappointed in me. It's like there's yeah. that perfect storm of emotion because the kid's getting upset because he's saying, finally, I'm standing up and telling you who I am. The parent's saying... You have disappointed us for real this time because they are disappointed. They don't know what to do with their disappointment. But you're right. That causes this storm of real strong emotion that you want to just really try and navigate through carefully because you don't want to lose your kid. You want your kid to always have a safe place to come home to. But you do have to keep trying to, in a healthy way, say, okay, we get it. We may not have done it correctly. We may have made you feel like we don't. We, you disappointed us, but right now we really are disappointed and we don't know quite how to handle that. We love you, but we're disappointed. And that can be a healthy place, actually, is we love you, but you did disappoint us. And what do you do with that and what do we do with that? Because that can be a healthy place if you can kind of wrestle through that. Right. But I hear what you're saying. Sometimes the... The guy who or the or the person, the child who's just said I'm gay is struggling with disappointment from way back. Right. And now it's real and sitting on the table in front of them. Yeah. That's a, a cool place to, to at least talk about because that is usually where most parents and their child where the communication breaks down is because the child is dealing with his own f- fears and hurts of what he's afraid to disappoint them and let them down. And yet now that he sees nothing but disappointment on their his parents' faces or her parents' faces, and so it's like, I don't know what to do with this now. I just want to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And parents even can sometimes grieve in that way. I just want to get away from it. We've had lots of parents grieve by just staying away. Like, I just don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know you. I had one guy I worked with whose parents just sent him all of his baby books and all of his stuff because that can be sometimes the way a parent deals is I just don't want to know you anymore. Not the greatest way, part of the grieving process, but you can't stay there very long because then you got your kid over here trying to figure out, do I really have family? Because I do want to say this, the gay community is always willing to accept every person who says they're gay and start calling them family right away. And that's what a parent doesn't want to do is push their kid further into the life. That's right. That's right. And not only that, but would prob- that community would probably encourage just hostility towards people that, that don't accept it. Absolutely. Or, you know. Absolutely. And there's already a great amount of hostility in that community as there is. 
So they're a little bit more. It's not going to be not going to be any different. It's going to be like, of course, be mad at your family, cut them out of your life. You're welcome here. You want to have Christmas with us? Have come have Christmas with us. You know, that's the crazy part of the grief is is trying to grieve and understand it and try to grasp what I'm supposed to do with it while at the same time remembering I do still love this kid. He's still my kid. She's still my daughter. I do love you. I just don't know what to do with you right now. And you hurt me. I mean, there's a hurtful place. I know you said you're not a parent yet. You're going to be one someday. I know that. But it's like... As parents, we know what it's like when a kid hurts. And then when a kid sometimes hurts and then goes off and makes an unwise decision of any kind. So it hurts. And parents sometimes don't know what to do with that. It's like, I just want to protect you. I want to keep you safe. Just don't. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. We're used to spanking kids on the hand and saying, don't touch that. It's like, you know, take your 20-year-old, you know, daughter and say, spank, don't do that anymore. It's like, and you can't do that. You have to allow them to walk through their journey as you grieve what they may have to experience before they come home. Very true. And that's the crazy spot of grief as well, is how do I, how do I learn how to grieve you without causing pain in your life? Well, and I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, as far as the grieving process, one of the, I mean, a one of the main things that we always hear every time we meet with a parent with parents is, um, "What do I do about when they want to bring their partner home for Christmas?" Or, you know, I mean, it, see, it tends to kind of go to that thing. It's like, and that shows the ripping apart of the family right. unit. You know, it's the the threat of this is tearing our family apart so the big question is what do we do about holidays what do we do about you know when they want to bring their partner home or this or that how would that fit into the grieving process to me i mean because to me i would think that that that's least important you know but but it is like when you're coming up on a holiday it is something to consider because right. of that family ripping apart just wanted to know your thoughts well there's a couple of i think very uh tumultuous decisions there and the first one is we also have other kids so what does that mean you know sometimes this is an older child and you still got young kids at home you know, maybe you have a 12 and a 15-year-old, and this is your 20-something-year-old oldest child. What do I do with my youngest kids? These, are, these kids are going to now think that if my daughter brings her female partner home, that homosexuality is right. What do I do with that? Um, or maybe it's the other way. You know, maybe it's even further down the road, and these are older kids, but we've always done our family this way, you know? Joe's married, Susie's married, Susie's married to her husband, Joe's married to his wife, and now we're going to have John and his husband here. What do I do with that? You know, well, unfortunately, I think every parent, in my opinion, has to navigate this based upon their own beliefs. I can see both sides. If you tell your child they're not allowed to come home for Christmas with their Boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, same-sex, boy, of course, same-sex girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, or husband, wife, 
then you're going to have to be prepared for when they say, then I'm not coming home. Because that is sometimes what happens. The other place in that is I have to be prepared to then have to deal with the siblings. If they're younger, I think you deal with it like all sin. You know, what your brother's doing, in our opinion, is sin, but we still love your brother. And of course, he's welcome home. You know, our kids are faced with sin all the time. Just now, it happens to be in your own family. So it's like, what do we do? Well, we love our son. We love our daughter. You tell your younger siblings, his younger, her, his or her younger siblings that, and you have conversations with them. What do we do with this? Well, we love him. We're not going to keep him away at Christmas. We love him, so he'll come. Well, but he's not married to, to his same-sex partner. What is that? Well, in my opinion, personally, for me, I would stand and say, you know what? You're not married, so you're not allowed to sleep with people in my house if you're not married. That's our decision. Um, I think that's an okay thing to do with all of your children, you know? But do you think it's okay to, I mean, when we're talking about the grieving process, because the grieving process is a first step towards, towards, you know, learning to love, to love well. Sure. To love your child well in spite of their sin. And so, you know, is it okay, do you believe that, that at that point to say, you know, to the child or to the adult child or whatever, you know, about the grieving process. And, you know, I'm still processing this sure. or I'm, you know, that the grief because the grieving process is important. Right. Actually, what I think is the most perfect scenario there is for a parent to be able to sit down with their, their, their child who just said they're gay and asking to bring someone home for a holiday and say, can we just talk about our feelings first? Exactly. You know, this really hurts us. I understand what you want to do, and I understand why you want to do it, and we love you. We'll always love you, but we're hurting, and we're not sure that we can handle this Christmas for you to allow your same-sex partner to come home. Would it be okay if for this Christmas you let us just have a bit of normalcy have family. before we make a decision about next holiday, whatever that holiday is. Yes. I think that's a blessing if you can just say, remember, we love you, and hopefully you have a kid that you've raised enough and some respect for you that he or she can see, I'm not trying to destroy you. I truly want to love you still, but this Christmas is just not going to work. I just don't know how to do that. We don't want to be tearful and crying the whole Christmas. We also don't want to feel that rock in our stomach for the whole Christmas. Can you just respect our wishes just for this Christmas and we'll keep talking? That's great. I think that is the blessing. And I think that's with any situation is, you know what, son or daughter, we love you. We always will. There's nothing about you that we have stopped loving. But can we talk about this some more? Because we're not there yet. Sometimes I know kids flaunt it in their parents' face. They get angry because of whatever hurts they're struggling with, and they come home and say, well, if you don't let me bring him home this weekend, this mo- weekend for whatever holiday, then I'm done. It's like a parent may have to say, okay, 
if we just can't handle that this Christmas, we're not telling you never. We're just saying for this holiday, we can't do this. And a kid decides to make that choice. That's his choice. And but, I think that's the... I think that's the scary place is sure. is for a parent to feel hostage. Hostage, held hostage, right. Feel like they're being held hostage. And I think I would still keep trying to have the conversation, even with the angry kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that to us? What did we do to make you so angry that you can't even give us this holiday? Right. You know, we're not denying you. We're not trying to tell you that we can't ever do this. We're just saying for this particular moment, we can't do this. And have those honest conversations. Uh, I think it's very important. I mean, I we had uh, a couple that we've worked with who they had a fairly strong conversation between the father and the son, and it actually seemed to go well. It was like, you know what? I'm going to let you know what I feel for a change. You've let me know, son, what you feel. I'm going to let you know what I feel. And I think it actually helped the son to see this isn't all just about me, you know? I know this brokenness can make a child feel very much self-centered because they he, they hurt, they've struggled, and I get all the hurt and struggle. I've been there. But at some point, it's okay to go, what have I done to my parents? You know, what have I done to them? They may never get there. But it's important at some point, I know in my own life, it was very helpful to see that eye-opening thing where, you know, I always looked at them as how they hurt me, but it was very helpful to begin to look at it and go, wow, how did I hurt them? What have I done to devastate their lives? I know I didn't choose this, but I know that the thing I did, the things I did definitely devastated them. And I think that's love on both sides is to be able to say, I see what I did to them finally. It took me a while to get there. It wasn't overnight. My first feelings were, how dare they treat me this way? But my second group of feelings many years later were, wow, look at what I've done to them. Look what they've had to walk through. And that's what I believe love is. I think I want to add this, too, about the process of grieving. I think sometimes parents, like, want to just get rid of anything that reminds them of the kid. I think part of the grieving process is actually pull out those baby books and pull out those school records and those growing up years and look at that kid. Grieve for that kid because that's what will keep your heart open is to remember him or her growing up and, and remember the dreams. Write it out. Journal what you, what you had dreamt for this kid. Journal what you hoped for. Offer those things to the Lord. It's like there's nothing wrong with saying, I am devastated that this kid of mine may never be what I thought he was going to be, but... That little boy I see in that picture or that little girl I see on those monkey bars, it's still the same girl. It's still the same little boy. They may never be what I thought they are, but this thing is not their entire life. Being in homosexual sin, whatever you want to call it, where it's same-sex attraction or saying I'm gay, that's not our whole life. That's just a piece of our brokenness. It's just about this big in the grand tapestry of what God calls us to be. And a parent has to remember this isn't 
the entire place your son or daughter is. If you put them there, then you also are going to pigeonhole them into a place of thinking, well, this is all my parents see me as. If, you're, if your son is a great artist, he's still a great artist. If he's still a great math wizard, he's still a great math wizard. If he still has dreams to run marathons, he still loves to run marathons. All those things are still part of who your child is. If your daughter still wants to be a great mom someday, it doesn't mean she doesn't still want to be a great mom. It may not look the way you want it, and you may have to grieve that. And it may not turn out the way you like it, but it's still, it may still have a place in her heart. And you don't know that God might use that place in her heart to turn her life around. Amen. We don't know what God has for our kids. We just know that we have to grieve when it doesn't look the way we want it to look. Amen. 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 All right, folks. Well, we could talk about this all morning. We appreciate that you listened in. We hope that you found some uh, some truths that were helpful. We, I want to pray before we close. Father, I want to pray for any parent out there who's listening who just needs some hope. Father, you're listening, they're listening to three people who you brought out of homosexuality. May they find hope in that alone. You never know, Father, you know, but we never know what you're going to do. You pursued us with a never-ending love. You pursued us and you found us. So there may be a parent listening right now that says, I just don't think my child is listening. Well, I can guarantee you, and I thank you, Father, for helping them know in their heart right this moment, this boy right here wasn't always listening, and yet you always pursued me. You never stop talking. You never do stop talking. You never stop whispering in our ears how much you love us. So I thank you for helping them to have that hope. If all else is grief right now, if everything else is in a grieving place right now, of the loss they've experienced, may they today have some hope that they're listening to three people that you did set free. And I praise you because I speak that over their children as well. Father, you know their hearts, you know how you can set them free, and you're the God that knows all. So we don't have to worry. We know what's coming. I'm sorry, you know what's coming. <laughs> I thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope you'll keep listening. ShadowofHisWingsMinistry.com. We appreciate you.